0: Talk if you, about if you are ready. Talk
1: about talk about the size and frequency of our Dukes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Sue, you are the host, the podcast where you are the host. And by you I mean Corey Castle. What's up, brother? Me hi how's it going it's going well it's going well um let's i can i start out by um since this is our first podcast back since we've had our child uh technically Mm -hmm. for the audience it isn't because we pre-recorded a bunch but i want to just fill them in with some stuff so i'm sorry i have to do this on an episode with a guest no no, go go right ahead man okay so, so there are two things uh one we uh we're we're probably going to be see less of emily just because we have a child to take care of so we're going to probably mm-hmm. switch on and off she likes to she would like to do one by herself a podcast but she doesn't know how all the gear works and stuff so generally it just falls on me if i have to do one by myself i do it um and then anybody who's wondering i think it sounds pretty good right now but i had band practice over the weekend and i like an amateur didn't warm up and mm-hmm. totally fucked up my voice blew my vocal cords out so my voice is still recovering from that I should technically still be on vocal rest right now, but but we got a show to can, do, damn it! So
1: can can we record like a like a video tutorial for Emily? You can like she can go back and watch like look, and then you do that like like we'll have like a step by step. You can you can go ahead and pause the video and like this is what I do with like YouTube stuff. Like I'll sometimes yeah. watch YouTube videos on how to do things, but it will me maybe it will be even more personal coming directly from you. You know. I I think that's a great idea
0: but um but I feel like she doesn't want to learn that stuff. I feel like she wants to just come in here, sit down and then and then talk. Well, <laughs> I, I feel like, so I
1: I, I mean I, I, me too, man. I didn't want to learn all this stuff, but I had to. Like if I wanted to do episodes by myself, I would I would do I had to learn the stuff. Like that I I, I do I fully get just wanting to be the talent and that's it. Mm-hmm. But there's, it's a, there's a, uh, a larger scale that you have to zoom out on mm-hmm. and like, you have to, you have to be equipped for like, um, Aubrey Marcus, do you know who that is? No, I do not. Maybe I do. Uh, I don't know the name. He He's like the CEO of, uh, on it. Like he started on it with Joe oh, Rogan. Okay. Okay. Sure. And, and he, he has everything he says he does. He's like, you, 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 if you want that job, you have to be fit for service for that. Right, so anything you want to, anything you want to, to do. If you want to show up and be the talent, you got to learn how to be the other stuff too. Like, and that that came as a harsh lesson for me when it came to like the pandemics and all that stuff. Like, we all had to learn how to do all the stuff. And I like when it came to, and I was telling you earlier, probably off mic, that that um, like when we did Razzle Rock, we would just show up at the studio. And like there would be engineers, and they would do it all for us, and uh, and then all the studio stuff got shut down, and we had to, you know what I mean? Uh, necessity is the, uh, what is it? What does it say? What is it? Innovation is breed from necessity, I guess. Like uh, I think it,
0: I don't know if it's innovation, but some, I've heard the saying. I know what it's so, saying. Yeah, it.
1: it's like you know, it's 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 about it's about uh, adapting. Uh, about I I learned in. uh, and I was, I, I'm a, I went to a bodyguard school. I am a, a licensed bodyguard and I learned this system that I, 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 apply. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't bodyguard. It's not a thing I do, but the system that I learned in the classes, what they, ca- they called it, the guy called it an OODA loop. And the OODA loop was, uh, it was, it, it was an acronym for four letters, O O D A. So it'd be like, um, observe, orient, decide, and act. And I, 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 I think the goal was always to figure out how to tighten your OODA loop, how to tighten your OODA loop a little bit, like so that you you're you're better at making decisions and acting on those decisions after you've oriented to what the atmosphere is. Sure. Sure. I agree with that. <laughs> so being fit for service and orienting to what the new circumstances are mm-hmm. like, like Sometime sometime Taylor's gonna have to have to be a parent for a sec. And <laughs> no, I am a parent. <laughs> no, enough. but I'm saying like, what? Well, well, like, if she wants to do an episode by herself, oh, right. you can't. You can't. You can't like do all the. You can't do all the uh, technical parts for her. you. Can't engineer the show. Yeah. Well, I feel like while... I still could.
0: I feel like I could get it going. You know, set it all up and get it going, and then she could do the episode while I'm taking care of uh, our child whose name is Sapphire by the way. <laughs> oh,
1: that's awesome. Yeah. So I feel like So you haven't you, you haven't yet been a parent on the show. This is your first your first episode as a parent. Hmm. Uh,
0: well, technically <laughs> yes, this is our first recorded episode uh, as a parent. Our child was born and we were still uploading episodes, but those were all recorded uh, yeah, yeah. before, and so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, 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 let me be the first to on the record while it's while it's uh, timely accurate to say congratulations i'm 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 excited that i um i'm getting to witness this i'm I'm excited that i get to be here for it oh yes oh yes even
0: though we're not going to talk that much about it so no yeah (laughs) no who cares who needs to talk about it i'm the host Uh, yeah you are the host actually so you could you could just steer the conversation that way if you really
1: Uh, you know what if i wanted it to go there i would let it go there
0: (laughs) yeah definitely
1: because it's not, my show right now, damn it!
0: Yeah, not that many people take it too seriously. When I when I bring them on the show and I say, "Hey, you know, the stipulations are bring two topics and and, and you're the host," but not too many yeah. people take that seriously. They don't. Not a lot of people actually take charge and become the host.
1: I'm I'm a little experienced at
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I have some. Yeah. Ex- I I might have more experience than most of the people well, who you that have that. Might be guess. because you have a podcast that I was <laughs> that I was on. So if you want to talk about that for a second, you totally can.
1: Yeah, my, my podcast is called Evolving with Corey Castle. And that, that came out I think I start, I started doing it in two thousand seventeen. We started doing podcasts in general at first. Like um we did we did Rassel Rock and that started we started doing that in like two thousand fourteen. And before that we had started doing um we had started doing pod trash in two thousand twelve. So me and my friends Matt Flowers and Rick Feinberg uh Rick Connor we we were like you know we we just wanted we just wanted to be friends talking about stuff that we were you know that were quick to talk about so um we were having a good time just making fun together and then uh it turned into a wrestling podcast cuz that was something you know like, wrestling is some, my expertise you know what i mean that's it's something i can absolutely uh speak on confidently and uh and and when it got to it, like w- we we would only have like an hour to to record the wrestle wrestle rock podcast, and what we would do is we would cover an hour's worth of the wrestling news. So whatever we were discussions about, whatever was going on in the wrestling news. But I remember like thinking at the end of the episodes, I'd always be like, Ah, oh, I meant to say this. I meant to say that. There's so much more I'd like to get like out there and say on the record. So. That kind of bred the, you know, the necessity for me to sort of have my own show, and be able to have the kind of conversations and ask the kind of questions because I can easily get. I'm a very distractible boy. I can easily uh, come off topic talking about, you know, you being a parent now, mm-hmm. talking about Sapphire, me wanting to ask a whole lot of questions about her and see see how that's all going for you because this is a this is this is new life. Oh, this yeah. is this is this is uh, this is so precious, I, and uh, I I I really I feel like I'd be doing a, a disservice by not having you let your audience know, the people who like your show, like get a glimpse into this personal personal moment in like this time stamp in your life, because this is important, dude.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do have a response to that though. Yeah. Um, when it comes to talking about uh, that new life right now, I think mm-hmm. it would be almost impossible for me to give true like updates and insights into what it's like because
1: yeah, it's no one really words, prepares. Yeah, no, guess, well, no one yeah. really
0: prepares you for it. But after having a, a child, it, it she's a month old now, or five weeks old you can't think you can't remember anything I swear to God my brain doesn't work the way it used to so it's really hard for me to even uh, come up with exactly what I would say about certain things because I'm just like yeah not only are you always tired but then your brain just doesn't work in general just because it's focused on so many other things at once so it's really really hard to explain like people ask me like how it's going and I'd be like I wish I could answer that in, in, in enough words to make this timely <laughs> 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 but uh, it's 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 a weird feeling it's definitely weird
1: uh, do you find do you find that your guys's relationship to each other is is closer you know i feel like
0: i don't know it's it's kind of weird so yes i really do think, <laughs> yeah i really do feel that way but then in yeah. moments where we are upset at each other it's mm-hmm. intensified so it's not like we're like because we have a good relationship. So we're not like being mean to each other, but you know, you have arguments. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. And now mm-hmm. it just feels like those are more intense. And, and I don't know, that's kind of a bad dynamic. Cause you have a child now that you're supposed to, supposed to set a good example for, and you're not supposed to,
1: but. Well, I mean, don't forget about being an example for yourself, man. Don't, don't forget about for each other, being the type of example for each other. Like that, I think that's sort of important too. Like when you, I mean, when you guys can meet in the middle on certain things, that's, that's, that's another, another part of me bringing up my other podcast that I just started. I just started a new podcast with my girlfriend and, uh, what we're doing is we're, we're, uh, kind of talking about relationship stuff and anybody has like any questions or wants any advice, they like call the phone number that we set up to like leave us a voicemail and we'll play the voicemail whether it's anonymous you want it to be anonymous fine leave it that way that's totally fine and uh people will call and leave us a voicemail we'll play it on the show and we'll talk about it the show uh is called Shamecast, cast and that's also an acronym for self-help and managing emotions and uh we're just trying trying to like become better you know better partners to each other because like Like there's the there's a common things that have maybe gotten in the way a bunch of other times. We kind of like want to get to the bottom of those things and uh, be a good space holder. Like I'd like 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 Taylor, I told you before. Like you're my friend. I want to always be able to hold space for you. Like why would I not want that for my beloved? Why would I not want that for my favorite person to like feel safe and comfortable and and, like, me trying to be a better version of me for them because I'd want them to do that for me. Of course, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's an important,
0: I don't know, I feel like out of any, like, emotional type connections, people struggle the most with relationships. Like, so many people have such a hard time. Mm-hmm. And then you go online on Facebook. You should never go on Facebook and look for anything, just saying. Um, but you go on Facebook, and then you see people are like, uh, oh, my gosh, the divorce rates are so much higher today, or the, the you know people aren't committed. And I feel like uh, if you look back to past relationships, like back in the day, like they're talking about back in the day, the 60s, 50s, mm-hmm. whatever, a lot of those people were in relationships they didn't want to be in, but they didn't think they had a choice. <laughs> so I think that's the There's- reason.
1: <laughs> There was a lot of settling. There's a lot of settling because the world was way smaller to each person. Like now the world is as large as it actually is. And it's never been that way in human history. Uh, But uh, that's, I think, I think when it comes to trying to look on Facebook for that type of like, (laughs) there's a good amount of people who are only going to see the like the stuff that outrages them and they're going to, they're going to share that more, they're gonna click that more like the it's like um I, I I say this all the time, and I think I got it from chris hardwick uh he said there's like outrage bait out in the world, like they're just dangling the outrage bait, and I think that, that it's it's way easier to get upset and get in a frenzy almost the same way it's like as as a as a wrestler, it's way easier for me to be somebody who I'm okay with them not liking me rather than being somebody who's desperate for approval. Like that's why I'd rather be a heel than be a face any day, t- any day of the week, because like, uh, like I get that. I I'm like likable, but I, I really, there's a part of me that doesn't want to sit here and beg for you to approve of me. I want to be constantly who I am the whole time. And if that you know, if that is is that if that's a character that I know is gonna evoke like get emotions out of you that I know I'm gonna like make you feel something, whether that that feeling something is like you dislike me so much that you wind up liking the other guy more, that's that's what we're here for. You know what I mean? No nobody else can be that good of a heel for me <laughs> yeah. as I can be as a heel for another baby, you know? Mm-hmm. I baby, fa- baby face, yeah, That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> real, real, real inside baseball terms, but uh, we're not talking about we're not talking about babies, babies.
0: No, not babies, babies, babies. I know all about making babies. You ever heard that by the Weeble? No. Oh wait, no. we discussed this on your episode. How old are you?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm a couple years older than you. I'm. Yeah, uh, I'll be. Man, I'm surprised yeah. you ever heard of the Weeble. <laughs> I, 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 dude, I'm. I'm a couple weeks away from turning 39. Wow, you're not that much older than me. What do you mean, couple of yeah. years older? Yeah, I'm just a, just a <laughs> few just a few years older than you. Just a few. Just like two or three. <laughs>
0: yeah. Not much. Uh, but- uh anyway, speaking of the topic of wrestling, how did you what happens in your life that you get interested in wrestling on a scale where you're a part of it? Is it because you're a fan? Or is it because weird things happen that just led you to a strange path like that? Or how do you oh. actually get into something like that?
1: How does that happen you would you would ideally hope that anyone who would get themselves into it was already a huge fan of it like it's it's rare to see somebody get into it who wasn't already a huge fan of it like i became a fan of it when i was a kid um just like anybody else who talked to who's in the business it's usually comes from like a like a childhood that's maybe you know kind of a coming from a broken home and it's kind of like escapism it kind of like Oh, I don't have to worry about how uh, my mom can't my mom's crying cuz she can't pay the bills and she's she's afraid. Like, oh, I'm going to I'm am going to focus on these happy distractions. I'm I'm going to let I'm going to let me get upset about like this guy who wants me to be upset as opposed to like, you know, the, they're, I'm upset because they're going to turn our water off. You know, like mm-hmm. it's a, it's yep. a, it's a it's a it's a, dif- it's a different escapism. And that's what I wanted to be able to be the source of that for other people like me. Like when I was a kid, I want to be the type of people who I would look up I would look up to as a kid. I'd want to be that for some other kids.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well and then so, so you answered like why you're interested in it, but how did you get how did you get into it? Like where where did your journey start in wrestling? How did you seek you know, um, like, like that's not just a job. You don't just I mean, maybe right. job. I don't yeah. know how it
1: works, but you know what I'm saying no well, I mean, it is for some folks some like some athletes come from other sports, and then like WWE pays them to learn how to be a wrestler that didn't happen for me yeah. um, <laughs> it was i it was nineteen ninety eight I was fourteen years old, and i was like it was like the summer between eighth and ninth grade, and uh my friend Scott found an article in the in the local newspaper the bucks county courier times about um about a local wrestler who had a who had a ring in in his uh in his garage and he was training kids that were like our age to to do it like to be wrestlers and uh we were like oh we got we got to go there so uh, uh me and scott went there and and it was like it was kind of it was this guy who was like He's kind of like he, what, he used to go to the Monster Factory, if you've ever heard of the Monster Factory. Uh, uh he, no. So Larry Sharp's Monster Factory was, like, like one of the most world-famous pro wrestling schools that there is. So these guys went to Larry Sharp's Monster Factory and then, like, dropped out. I guess they weren't, they weren't continuing to go anymore, but then they wanted to open their own thing. And, uh... They would just show up and be all drunk and high and whatever and just like kind of let us kind of pretend like we were wrestlers. So we were just doing whatever we'd see on TV. It was like glorified backyard wrestling with adult supervision by people who were not really all the way trained. Hmm. And uh yeah, yeah. And then I mean, and then i met my best friend there the guy who's still my best friend rick connor the guy who uh i host a wrestle rock with um who you know he he has his gaming channel now uh rick games on youtube um sounds like rick james yes it does sound yeah. like Rick james <laughs> but it's rick games, rick games. and uh <laughs> and uh i met him there and when when this when that uh the, that school or that gym or whatever you want to call that place that sweaty gross stinky gym the, it's not really a gym they didn't have gym stuff it was just like yeah. it was just a ring it was a ring in a place in like a old in an old like short body shop and it was a homemade ring that these guys like like dude there, there wasn't pads it was like carpet samples under vinyl On top of, on top of like these like hard boards. And then there was like, there was like, (sighs) it was super low to the ground. And the ropes were, were like, they were the, they they were like the, the metal cables, but they were loose and there was no way to tighten them because there was like chains that were holding them on. It wasn't like they were, there was no like buckles that you could tighten. They were just chain, chain ropes hanging there. Like dude, it, it unsafe as hell very very uh, there's no way that could exist in this day and age that that kind of place but uh, then my my best friend my best friend Rick left there and he went to like a an actual wrestling school uh so that was um that was the CZW, CZW wrestling school uh being trained by john dahmer and uh like I said, like I said, he was my best friend. He wasn't my best friend then. He didn't like me at all. He didn't some like me back then. Some rival, but, uh, rival stuff. He didn't like me at all back then, <laughs> I, dude. I was, I was an asshole. I was an asshole kid, man. Like, like, dude, I was, I was fourteen, fifteen years old. Like, I was a jerk. i like, I hung out with jerks, and I was a jerk. I get it. I get why he didn't like me. But then, you know, fast forward all these years later, I was the best man in his wedding. <laughs> So (laughs) I I actually I actually said that in my best man speech. And I said, uh, I said, uh, I said, like, oh, Rick didn't like me very much in the beginning. He really didn't like me, which bodes well for you, Heather, because he didn't like you very much in the beginning either. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And here I am his best
0: man I th- and and then now they're divorced no <laughs> yeah they are they are divorced they, now. they are look at that yeah. see you were yeah. right you were yeah. you were you... wrong <laughs> you...
1: <laughs> I, I i maybe i maybe i i'm gonna not talk anymore about their marriage
0: <laughs> i don't know who they are so i'll gladly talk about them but <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah so so uh, when he went, he went to the CCW school. Um, there was a re- there's a, a manager referee dude on the Indies, and he's he's still seen every once in a while. Do you know Do you know who Nick Cage is? No, I know who Nick Cage is. Okay, Nick Nick effing Gage. He's like a big death match wrestler. <laughs> no, like no he did, I don't
0: know anything about uh, wrestling, he, so he
1: he uh, he was recently on AEW, and he did a thing with Jericho on AEW. But the guy who manages him, Dewey Donovan, he like wears all like lime green. That guy brought me to that guy brought me to the CCW school. And when I was there, I, I saw Rick and I was like, hey, where do you live? Because he lived like right near me. I was a kid. I didn't drive yet. And I was like, where do you live? Like, can you come get me? Can you take me? Because we lived near each other. I knew he lived in Philly and I lived in Philly. So like the school was in South Jersey. So it was like a little bit of a trek. Excuse me. So uh, i i took advantage of i took advantage of uh, having a, a close by friend who could use could use some motivation to go there. I know that he, you know, he credits that. Like he was like, "Oh, I went, all, I went all those times. I really didn't want to go, just because I knew I had to get you there." And I'm like, "I guess we got to be that for each other. We got to hold up each other's ladder sometimes." Mhm. And and uh so that's how I that's how I got started and then John Dahmer was my John Dahmer was my original trainer and then a couple months into it uh Eddie Valentine came uh came to the school and was my other trainer. I, I the, these these uh these men really like built me into the type of person I am is the, the 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 toughness that I got came a lot through the the like examples that they were setting for me. Okay. Uh do you think that there were any negative examples
0: set set by that? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Eddie went to jail for a couple of years. That was well, a <laughs> Hey, nobody said jail is that bad, all right? People go to jail for all <laughs> sorts of
1: crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that was probably a bad example, but I I I already unconditionally loved him at that point so it wasn't like I, I wasn't um waiting to be upset with him about it absolutely not it's not my job to get upset for somebody breaking the wall yeah like you, you never know what you know you never know what people are going through yep that's exactly what i always say uh, i
0: was gonna ask uh what is your like i don't know uh choose whatever word you want your best your grandiose, your most exciting uh memory from uh your upbringing in wrestling
1: um dude i i it's 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 tough to say that i have any that like really cuz it it's tough like I, I i i was it was so long ago i was so young that i don't really remember very much but i think what i can be sure of is that like the people who i was who I was in there with, and those people became like a family to me, like the wrestling business became a little bit family to me and I mean, I understand that in a lot of those cases, I was the annoying little brother, I was the annoying little brother to a lot of people, and uh, I, I I get that now, looking back as an adult, like i got I got kind of used as a as a as a, like a prank in a lot of ways i go go be annoying to this guy and then i'd like be sent on a rib to go annoy somebody (laughs) (laughs) so i fully get it i fully get it i was the annoying little brother for a long time i was the youngest one there for a really long time so i i fully get it but now i'm the old one everywhere i go Mm -hmm. and 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 for sure it was a different time too like it was you know it was kind of like the the end of the attitude era, you know what I mean? Like that was a different, that was a different era in, in the wrestling business. And like the, it was before there was YouTube and it was before it was, it was, it's, it's a weird thing to like, to think about like all the stuff that we like kind of just take for granted now. Like we just go, Oh yeah, that's there. But that wasn't there back then. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, I often talk about how, how odd it is and how old it makes me feel to go, I learned about my first wrestling school in the newspaper. Uh, the The theme song uh, that I used on my first match was on a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's just like I was just. It was a different time. It was a, uh, and I, I gotta go. Hey man, I'm I'm a I'm a old timer, but at the same time, I'm still young. I'm still uh, still out here making moves and making decisions and and uh trying to navigate the the sport in the way that i find to be the best for me as far as like uh kind of weighing out risk versus reward and 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 trying to trying to do what i can to make the most impacts and get the most you know the most um reactions you know what i mean the most uh attention i don't And that that seems that seems like um, that seems disingenuous, but like for sure, it definitely is not.
0: It definitely is not disingenuous. Every every field of because wrestling is entertainment, just like anything else is, Mm -hmm. and any field like that, the whole idea is to get attention. Because if you don't get attention, why else are you doing? Like I'm in a band, and specifically I'm the lead vocalist. Why else am I in that position if it's not to gain attention? I mean, of course I love doing it. Of course, I love right. writing the music and performing it, but most of all, I love it when people give me a response after seeing me. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to admit it's, that I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of weird because like I think also inside of that training when I was when I was coming up and I was young, it had a lot to do with like, don't be such a mark, and that 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 that, that doesn't exist anymore. Like you used to. They used to say like, oh, if you want to like if you see a wrestler that, you know, from TV or something come to our show, don't you dare ask them to take a picture with you or ask them to sign something. You're being a mark if you do that. And now it's fully fine to do that. Like like we could I remember when I was younger, you could never wear like a, a wrestling shirt like you couldn't wear like a like an NWO shirt or like a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. Without somebody at an event making fun of you and shaming you enough for you to change your clothes. Hmm. And that's not the way it goes anymore because it's, I guess, uh, the exclusivity of being in the business was a part of like, if you're, if you're a mark, then you belong on the other side of the barricade with the marks and not on this side of the barricade with the workers. And that kind of went away. Now, mm-hmm. now everyone is allowed to kind of be included, which is which is which can be a, a really, really good thing and can also be a really bad thing. Yeah, because people people lose what their humility is uh, like, f- forget, forget the origins of why they wanted to start doing this in the first place. Yeah, I think that's way too common
0: in so mm-hmm. many different industries. Doesn't even matter what it is. And when you lose that part, then you just lose the integrity of what you're doing. So,
1: like, see, I'm, wear- I'm wearing a shirt that has me on it and my podcast. I would have never done that. I- and mm-hmm. I-, I still, like, some part of my programming it wouldn't allow me to leave my house like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I still don't wear this shirt when I'm not here. Like, just on your podcast. I won't-, I-, I won't wear a shirt with my own name or face on it, really, ever. Even though this is a shirt with this this shirt that this little car- cartoon character of me is wearing there mm-hmm. has my name on it, I yeah. just there's like some part of me that like is expecting somebody to be like, "Oh you mark stop but like that's that's old, like nobody does that anymore mm-hmm. but the 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 level of like ball busting that we got um early 2000s indie wrestling was so different than, than like what today is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's up to us to kind of break those chains a little bit. So I, I, I just, as much as I can, want to be a good example. And I don't want to throw shade or shame on anybody. And when I, when I do, I want to recognize it and acknowledge it and apologize if I need to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, let, we'll all try to learn something together.
0: You to find out how much of a dirtbag the person is before you apologize, but
1: right. Well, look. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know, goes right back to that thing I, I always say about considering the source, considering the source that it's coming from, considering the source that it's going to. Mm-hmm. Like if if somehow you're uncomfortable about something, and you like made up some narrative to turn it into something bigger than it is, and you always do that thing i I don't know if I really wanna sincerely all the way apologize if i was just if I was just shooting straight if I was just talking about like I'm calling you out on a thing that you should have been called out on perhaps right
0: yeah well, I want to break away from uh i mean. <laughs> at the end we just went on a tangent that made it not just be about wrestling but we talked about a lot about wrestling so far so i just wanted to for uh for my listeners uh could you explain more so what your podcast is about cuz they probably at this point are thinking it's about wrestling but i don't think it's only about that obviously you no, talk about it a lot cuz it's a big big part of your life obviously right. but
1: right it's it's but. sometimes unavoidable it's it's really like um it's like my Mostly when I when I do my podcast, I, I, for sure, I'll have guests on who don't know anything about me as far as like my re- anything I've done in wrestling yeah, like and me. don't even don't even like. So we're just talking about the guest and and for sure, like it's it's called Evolving with Corey Castle, not because that's my name and I wanted it to be in the title of the show. But it's like it's like we're growing, we're learning something new like it's an ever evolving process. I want to also learn what lessons you might have learned that um that made you evolve to the person that you are. And maybe that'll help me with my growth. And I, I'd want I'd want to be able to <clears throat> have a story with uh have a conversation with you where I hear stories maybe that you wouldn't have ever told before. Like mm-hmm. maybe some like admit to some shit that maybe you never admitted to. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh like I'm and I'm gonna be as vulnerable. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna answer everything anyone ever asks me, like legit. Mm -hmm. Because I I I can't I can't advertise myself as being genuine and then lying. That's not uh, that's not. I don't I I'm not. I don't want to make anything up. I totally agree with that.
0: (laughs) For myself, (laughs) for myself is what I'm saying there.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean the 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 wrestling, the wrestling business is taught me about, you know, being showy and presenting and stuff, but, and you know, maybe sometimes embellishing a story for the sake of getting a bigger pop. And that's the same thing. Like with stand-up comedy, it's like, Oh, well, like I started doing that and it's teaching me storytelling. It's teaching me uh, like, just like the kind of the the way you build the structure of a match, the same way you build the structure of a, a comedy set. So, uh, they're so they're so neck and neck on what they're like kind of the same thing in a lot of ways but like very very different very very different of course i mean (laughs) i mean uh, the thing i like about comedy is i don't have to take my clothes off no one punches me in my face if a joke bombs i don't get hit with a chair do you have to not
0: have a shirt to do wrestling is that like a rule
1: no, I mean, it's professional <laughs> to be in gear. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you should be in some gear. If you want to look like a pro, you got to act like a pro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you want to be taken seriously as a pro, like, you got to do the things that it takes to be taken seriously as a pro. Uh, and I, I... It's it's tough to say I take pride in it. But it's like, uh, I think I was I was at a show... Uh, this was a long time ago and uh, a a family friend came to watch me wrestle and she was like, how come everybody else is in like t-shirts and jeans and stuff? And you're like in gear. And I was like, cause like, I'm proud of this. I'm proud of the fact that I get to do this. And I, I, I love that. I love, uh, having, having this be something that stands out from like, you know, you're not going to see somebody else doing this kind of stuff. You're not, like, you came to see wrestling, why not see somebody who looks like a wrestler? Why not see somebody who dresses like a wrestler? Like, that that's, thats like, the presentation of it all. Mm-hmm. But, for sure, I like keeping my clothes on and not getting punched in my face. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't get punched in the face with comedy, don't you? Kind of, isn't that, like, metaphorical for if you bomb? No. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean a a, bo- a joke bombing feels like a punch yeah for sure <laughs> yeah but i mean i i i've got to get more more comfortable in that like that 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 humbles me some mm-hmm. like it's 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 a strange thing i i walk this weird line of like humility and like ego and i i it's it's tough for me to like kind of accept some compliments at the same time, it's like allowing myself to believe that I'm undeniably good or that like I'm undeniably intelligent That's something like uh, my my old programming that tells me I'm not good enough and that I have to be humble and I can't mark out that I have to go back like it's some old stuff that's back there trying to trying to um, try that needs to be shushed way more. Trying to mm-hmm. minimalize uh, <clears throat> like like yesterday, a friend of mine who's a new friend of mine i just had him I just had him on my podcast um and it's on my youtube now, but it's you know it'll come out on Spotify and Apple podcasts on monday uh so that's a good tip for youtube YouTube subscribers you get early access to episodes before they drop on the other uh podcasting platforms if you just put in. Uh, youtube.com slash cordcastle that's me spelled the way it's on the screen if you guys are watching if you're watching the video it, yeah. C-O- it'll be in C-O-R. the description I'll link it in the description too so. <laughs> yeah uh, but uh, the guy, when I was talking to him yesterday he was like he was like yeah uh, it's he said something and in, 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 in it he called me a celebrity somehow and I was like ah, I'm not really a celebrity but like He's like, just accept it. Just take the compliment. You're like, he's like, uh, he he said like something along the lines of everybody who I've ever met, no one's done the things that I've done. Like if you, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, deny that like in, in other statuses, like in others, like other people meet me, then they're going to brag to other people that they met me. Like when they talk about their like famous circles and whatever, like Mm -hmm. I I get, I get it. I I totally get it. But like, I, I try to stay humble on that. Like, I know, like I've, I've got, I've got like 50 or 60 credits on IMDB. I'm not going to meet any other people around here in my area. There's nobody else in my neighborhood that has, any credit not even one credit on imdb yes yeah, so you are a celebrity that's what you're saying so right yeah i'm, yeah. A, I'm a big deal uh so, <laughs> sorry sorry long way around the block for me to wind up saying i'm a celebrity i'm a big deal pay attention and subscribe to my YouTube. but even exactly, though exactly. even though 20 people listen to my youtube so like mm-hmm. maybe like i i that's why i'm i want to get that That attention we were talking about
0: yeah so how is that how does that um i gotta ask you so the guy who called you a celebrity obviously knows about you and knows about what you do uh and i do only because i met you um i didn't actually meet you but you know what i mean i was on your show (laughs) right so before you invited me on your show i actually didn't know anything about you and just right now to me me and you are just friends i don't Mm -hmm. know anything about how popular you are or whatever and um and how does so? How does uh, what was I asking? I just see what I'm saying with the brain. My brain doesn't work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, how does it compare when somebody doesn't know you at all? Is what I was saying. Like to me, you're not a celebrity, and you're you're just like a friend now. So like, how does that compare as opposed to somebody like him who know, who called you a celebrity? How does that right. kind of uh, uh, register to I, you?
1: I I just I I kind of want to be the same version of me in that in those people's eyes as i am to the people who have no idea who i am because like it's it's an impression you know what i mean it's a it's a it's a like far more people are paying attention to how you're making them feel whether or not you're a celebrity or not or whether or not you're funny or not whether or not you're intelligent or not it, it, it people people can read those vibrations so I I I kind of operate under the assumption that most people don't really know who I am, and I'll continue to beat my drum. That's why that's why I start every show with the drum because I'm going to stay who I am. I'm going to keep doing my things. I'm not going to I'm not going to promise you that I'm doing those things. I'm just going to continue doing those things. I'm not going to advertise that I'm going to be doing those things. I'm not going to say, hey, like, oh, one of these days I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a hit podcaster one of these days I'm going to be a stand-up comedian, one of these days I'm going to be a pro wrestler, and then one of those days never comes. This is why I, I am more on top of the, like, think it, do it, and then talk yep. about it later. Yep, exactly. I'm like, with you on uh, that. Th- there's a, have you ever heard of Napoleon Hill? I have not, no. There's a, a book by Napoleon Hill called uh, Think and Grow Rich, right? And that was, like, um... That was kind of like the secret before the secret was the secret. Like, it was kind of, uh, I guess, around the law of attraction and the power of your mind, the power of your subconscious mind. And uh, he said, he said, uh, tell the world what you're going to do. But show them first. Hmm. So I'd rather show you who I am. than tell you about what i do and why i'm a big deal like like it's it's more it's more important to me that 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 you feel good around me as opposed to like feeling like you gotta worship me Mm -hmm. well don't don't get me wrong
0: i agree with that sentiment 100 percent um Especially, and you want to worship me now? <laughs> yeah. I understand. Especially those last little words. Little words, uh, little words <laughs> no. Uh, th- that last little <laughs> section where you said uh, you know that. But what you were talking about, the quote in the, in the book. Mm-hmm. I agree with it somewhat, but I actually disagree with it a little bit. Because okay. um, cause you're, you're, I get the sentiment, you know. Show people mm-hmm. what you got before you brag about it. Because then they mm-hmm. already know. Um, mm-hmm. But as somebody who's... I published uh, two novels, and I have three mm-hmm. books of poetry... All published. You can go find them. Search my name on Amazon, just my name, Taylor Paulson, and you'll find all my books. Um, his name.
1: His name is Taylor Paulson. Right. Exactly. His name is Taylor Paulson. <laughs> and, his name um, is Taylor Paulson.
0: And the reason I disagree is because when I was writing my first, I've always wanted to be a writer since I was a child. I used to uh, get a one of those, you know, one of those notebooks you bring to school, the little flimsy. Mm-hmm. I used to write full books in there, like. They were really amateur, but they were full books. i was always been creative in that way. And mm-hmm. when I finally started writing my first ever novel that's published now, I remember I told everybody I could. I was like, hey, I'm writing a novel. Look at me, I'm writing a novel. And I made sure I did that because I knew if I told everybody I was writing a novel and they're all waiting for it, you, that you I'm going to publish said, it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're giving yourself boundaries. You're like, oh, I better not make myself look like a fool. Exactly. I get, yeah. I get those playing those games with yourself, but like you don't always have to play those games with you when you're young. Yeah. Play those games with yourself. When I was, when I was young, I told everyone I was going to be a pro wrestler. I told everyone, and then and that's what I am. That's why I mm-hmm. said, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the WWF and I'm going to be a big star in it. And like, well, have a backup plan. What are you going to do in school? Like, I'm not going to school sucks. I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm going to be a pro wrestler and that's all I'm going to do. And like, I realize I, you know, I, I I should have been more humble. I uh, maybe 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 there was some some obstacles that I should have taken care of earlier, or maybe there were some opportunities that I totally let slip through my fingers. But uh, it's it's like that 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 quote that quote from Napoleon Hill. I there there is there is. Flexible context. Yeah. I was going to say
0: room, room to kind of move it around. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. There, there's room for, uh, particular, like, you know what I mean? For it to move to everybody's circumstances.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally get that. Yeah. But, uh, and, and see, I don't know. I have a giant, I've been told this my whole life, and I think it was from my childhood, like a coping mechanism that's just like embedded in who I am as a person. But I have not, I'm, uh, how do I say this? Uh, it's it's gonna come off wrong, so I'm just gonna say it because it's gonna it's gonna just j- double down on what I'm about to say. But I'm uh-huh. I'm humble, and I also am really uh, caring about other people and respect like what they're doing and who they are. Mm-hmm. But then I also have a giant ego. It's so, like mm-hmm. me saying I'm humble is just part of me having an ego. But and, and I love to have it uh, have it stroked by people, so I just tell them everything mm-hmm. I'm doing,
1: all the great stuff I'm doing in my life. Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, a the e. The, the, the ego got you to where you are in a lot of good ways. Like the health uh, egos can be a health thing. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just hubris is a different thing. Like you can't be too full of your own shit. You can't love the smell of your own farts that much. Mm-hmm. Like at some point it can come across as like phony. Uh, and, and in a way, like kind of like I'm sh- I'm who are you trying to convince? who are you trying to convince that you're so cool? Probably myself and, to be honest right right yeah, so <laughs> we we have to have we have to be real with ourselves sometimes and be like, all right, so that's why I keep going back to the trying to be humble stuff and talk about like uh <clears throat> you know talk about the I'm not a celebrity, but like in reality like uh, the the reality of of like am i more am I more famous than then like John across the street, probably. But like, am I famous like that? I can go walk in the mall and somebody will know who I am. No, I can. I can. I can. I can leave a wrestling show. Uh, go to the go to the corner store uh, in my regular clothes and not one single person will know who I am hmm. like that's That's the kind of humble that I have to be. Because I'm not going to walk in and be like, no pictures, please. No, like, no, I I don't, like, and even if I, even if I am this, this famous celebrity person and, and somebody does recognize me, I want them to have a positive experience off of seeing me and knowing me and be able to approach me and like tell me how they feel. I'm totally, I'm totally willing to be anybody's sounding board to hold space to be friends like i that that's kind of like how the that whole thing popped up because like you know uh with that thing yeah uh, with the conversation i was having yesterday i said um like the i i say constantly like if you if you if you like what we do if you exist let us know you exist comment slide into my dms i'm always always willing to have a conversation with anybody about anything really don't ever feel like you're alone in the world and you've got nobody to talk to. If you feel like you've got somebody, you've got me. Mm -hmm. And that, that invitation kind of goes out there to everybody because I know the, like the times that I've probably needed somebody and didn't and think and thought I had nobody, I could have used somebody like me. Yeah. And I want to be that to somebody, you know? Like we could you know we could talk about anything that's not wrestling that's what that's what the pod the podcast is also like we could talk about anything, and we could never bring up anything I've ever done we'll, we'll talk about how I feel about stuff, or we could talk about movies I've watched or we could just talk about bullshit, you know what I mean We could talk about like uh what your what your siblings were like, what your parents were like growing up, what lessons you learned, what you know big tragedies you've been through. That yeah. That, if that's anybody all... wants to hear
0: hear some deep stuff about me, I actually did talk <laughs> about a lot of that on your podcast. So, and I don't talk about that a lot of that here because this is, of course, about the host. So, mm. so if anybody's interested in hearing some more background on me, you can go there. <laughs> uh,
1: and 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 you know, I, I, I love being able to foster that type of experience with people. I love being able to be a resource. I love being able to be a resource. Uh I I uh <clears throat> a couple of years ago, uh I, I did a show in in North Jersey, like uh it was like Hoboken or something and uh and we went to this bar afterwards and like a bunch of the fans who were at the bar or who were at the show came up and were talking to us all at the bar afterwards and um and this guy this guy's like wife was like flirting with everybody. And she was, she was, she was uh, all over the place. And I was talking to him. He was super young and he was telling me about how that was his wife. And I was like, I was like, well, what do you do? And he said, he was like, he was like a soldier. He was in the army or in the Marines or something. I was like, I don't understand why you felt like you had to marry this person. Like you guys are super young. Like I, why I was like, why do, why do people in the military feel like they got to get young, married so young, and they always have, they have to be tied to somebody? And he he was like, well, he said um, she was the first person I ever felt like I could like truly uh, share some of the stuff that's going on in my in my mind and in my spirit, uh, and I was like. I was like, "Don't you have friends? Don't you have friends that you can do that stuff?" And he was like, uh, "He was like, oh, no, it's different." And and then he told me like about how he like w- was laying on on his girlfriend's lap, and he was just sobbing, crying. And I was like, "Bro, I've done that too. Like, I've I've also done that. I understand." And I, and then I was telling him, I was telling about the reasons I was doing that, and I was telling him about. I was opening up to him like this was a guy who just saw me mm. on a show. He was like, he was, I'm, like, I'm, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a showman to this person, and I'm sitting there telling him about like when I was abused as a kid, like and that kind of shit. And then he was like, then he, he was like, can we go outside? So we went, we went outside. He then he started crying to me, and and uh, he was going into the how much like he he has to deal with the gravity, the weight of what's going to happen to him when he dies, after he's taken all these lives Mm. in battle. And like, and, and like how, how resentful he gets at, at like the average everyday person who sees him in his uniform and says, thank you for your service. And he wants to go, you have no idea what I go through. You have no idea what this service is to me. Like, and, and I had to go, you got to not take that part so personally. They're saying that because they don't know what else to say. I want to say to you, and I want to make sure this goes out to anybody who is in the military. Uh, I'm grateful for you to to be that role so that I don't have to be that role. And that's kind of, that's I think, what a lot of people mean by thank you for your service. Because it's kind of like you... You do that work. So we don't have to do that work. And I think that could uh, kind of almost apply to everybody in any line of work. But that's some heavy weight. That's some real heavy yeah. weight that you've got to carry. Yeah. And, um, and uh, then we, we exchanged numbers. And we said we were going to stay in touch. And, um, and, and, you know, maybe texted once. And, uh, and then I saw, like, the next show that was going on. So, like, the next month or so. His wife came up to me and she was like, "I don't know what you did, but he's different now. You changed him. Like he is different. What did you say to him?" And I was like, "I, I don't know if we could talk about that right now." <laughs> but I was like, I- "Maybe I maybe I just said to him like maybe I just said like you you gotta uh, put down that put down that 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 wall of." resenting everybody and taking that shit personally because that's it's not really up to you to take on their shit like they don't mean to hurt you and they like someone someone outside of it has to acknowledge it more to to people that like there are people who truly want to see you full of joy I like I'm sorry that you have to live through that. I'm sorry, sorry that anyone has to, to like make that sacrifice, man, because that is a deep, deep sacrifice. And, and anybody who commits to anything knows about sacrifice. But sometimes you minimalize other people's sacrifice because yours is so harsh. Yeah, no, that happens.
0: That correlates to also people who say that, oh... Like, uh, for instance, like, really, really wealthy families and and then the kids of those families, and then you have a poor kid, and he'll say, you don't know how hard it is, but, you know, that person who comes from a wealthy family who doesn't struggle with money might struggle with something else, and that's the hardest thing they've dealt with, so it's hard to them. You know what I'm trying to say?
1: Like, yeah. Like, they- definitely
0: everybody they- has their own struggles, and people who have really, really bad struggles tend to look at people who don't have as bad of struggles as them as saying you don't have struggles, but that person only knows what they've struggled with. So
1: <laughs> the, the easiest way to like self validate for some of these people, like that are in those toxic States. It's like, it's the, it's this epidemic of oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, must be nicisms. Oh, must be nice. Yeah. Like, so you can minimalize what my struggle is because of how privileged I am in this part. Mm-hmm. But like, you understand that, like, I didn't just wake up with that privilege. I mean, like sometimes I also have to struggle, just like this other person has to struggle. Like it's like, we're, when when you beep at somebody in your car, you're beeping at a person. You think you're just beeping at a car. That's a person who's maybe also having a not very good day, mm-hmm. or maybe their family's falling apart, or maybe they lost somebody they love. Everybody's got a personal experience, and we we, we minimalize it to to easily to to cavalier to kind of like have empathy yeah so th- that i think more than anything i would just promote people to kind of zoom out of themselves every once in a while and and uh you know try to have some empathy
0: yeah that's what i try to push uh as well and on that beautiful note i would love to wrap things up here and i would I'm love a to celebrity. have you back on and i would love to have you and back I'm, on when and, we have our I'm other buff, hosts and i'm here. handsome i woke up
1: that way <laughs> that's what we've learned I, I
0: woke up a celebrity a buff handsome celebrity that's what we have learned i i hope to get you back on when i do have emily and jake here or other <laughs> yeah, yeah. our other hosts because uh-huh I think that they add a lot because they have more questions Good. than I do, and it just turns into a different conversation. But I, um, So your podcast evolving with uh, Corey Castle, trying to improve the world. That's what you're trying to say. Or yeah. you, you are improving the world because you're just the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I,
1: I, I, I've, oh, I've had no struggles. I've never made any sacrifices. Exactly. Yep, exactly. I woke up this handsome the ultimate I'll specimen well day. i actually
0: believe that because like i said on your podcast we kind of look similar so we yeah. are we are handsome people so
1: yeah yeah <laughs> um True.
0: is there anywhere else anything else you want to plug anywhere else people can find you or
1: uh just uh just subscribe to my uh on spotify follow the podcast or subscribe on apple podcasts you'll also get uh, on that same rss feed i'm gonna start uploading our, we, we have eight episodes now of Shamecast, So those will be jumped up on that, on that same feed. Right. Um, kind of similar to, uh, if you listen to you made it weird, Pete Holmes and his wife have a show that they do on Fridays called, we made it weird. And it's on the same RSS feed. So okay. you wind up getting the same, the same stuff. That's what I'm kind of trying to do with Shamecast. Awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, check out, uh check out um check out Rick Games on YouTube if you like gamers. Dude, he's so funny. He's my best friend. And uh dude reach out to me. If you if you like if I, I, I'm I'm very frequent with saying this and I probably said this to you already, Taylor. The 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 currency of emotion and time and effort like you, you can't just turn on the TV and then there's me talking about this, this deep thing or that deep thing. You've had to like click it and stick with it the whole time. Mm. So that effort, I'm so grateful for that currency of attention and effort that comes from you and anybody who's ever listened to anything I've ever done or watched anything I've ever done or anything I'll ever do. Uh, just keep, keep, uh, you know, keep following me. Uh, let me know you exist leave a comment on on a video leave a leave a thumbs up leave hit subscribe so that you'll you know you'll get notifications next time i post something new it's like i don't i don't i don't do a ton of like posting stuff on facebook that's not really what i do i like i'll i'll tweet jokes so if you want to follow me on twitter like at Corey castle as it's as it's on the screen here
0: Mm -hmm. it'll be linked to them in the and it'll be linked well. in the will um, <laughs> be linked in description. I don't description. I don't do the like subscribe comment thing. So if you want to go ahead and just do that for me, that'd be great.
1: I feel like I just did. Okay, perfect. Did I not just?
0: <laughs> you did it for yourself. It, you got to do it for my it, podcast too. No, but you know if oh if you're you just go, saying in general, hey I, people. <laughs> I
1: I am the host. <laughs> All this right. is my podcast. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so for for this show, if you want to catch new episodes every time they post these 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 beautiful beautiful young parents have gone out of their way to to have content for you guys and they're not charging you anything for it so you know if 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 they can take anything from you let it be a comment let it be a like let it be a subscribe those are those are legit call to actions that's the very least you can do just sit here and get a free lunch
0: And, hey, we we aren't charging people, but uh, if you guys need therapy, there's a link in the description for better help, so you could pay us. Yeah! (laughs) Anyways, thanks, Corey, so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you would like to be on an episode, you can email youarethehostpod at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to stay updated, make
1: sure you hit subscribe. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Again, my name is Jake. We'll see you next time. Bye.